Hey everyone, it's Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome back to The Score. This is season seven of this podcast. Holy cow, we have been at this a while and I'm really grateful that you all still listen every week. Uh, we, we watch the numbers. We know that you all have stuck around and I really, really appreciate it. Like I said, season seven, we're going to kick off like we've done the last few years with a horse market report where I spend every episode talking to somebody different about what's going on in the horse market. And this year, I wanted to start out with Billy Jack Sabins. He is one of my favorite trainers to work with, but we don't get to talk to him near enough because he's kind of quiet, but that's okay. I like to make him. He was one of our very first interviews on the podcast back in 2018 when we started it. So I'd like to make Billy Jack visit with me every now and then. And there's no person I would rather kick off season seven of The Score With than Billy Jack Sabins. Today's episode is brought to you by Spalding Fly Predators. Too many flies last year? Fly Predators can fix that. Fly Predators are the organic, natural way to dramatically minimize your fly problem. Learn more about Fly Predators and other Spalding Labs fly control solutions at spalding-labs.com. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. You're good. That's good. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm Oh, good. This is the Horse Market Series, Billy Jack. So tell me about what has changed in the horse market in, say, the last 12 months or even longer. To, you know, give me, the, give me the trends. What's been selling that didn't used to or what, what's it been like in your business? Well, you see a lot more people looking for mares. Um, it's a lot more revolved around a breeding program where before, especially the ropers, they just wanted gildings, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now there's getting to be such a good place for the breeding the where it kind of makes sense. Kind of financially, there's a, there's a way out, I guess. So there's a lot more people looking for, for mares than, than gildings before I've got four or five customers that would like to, to buy a good mare. And at the same time, it's a lot harder to buy one. Used to, you can go buy one anywhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to buy, or yeah, nobody wanted to buy a mare. So, but now it's, it's getting pretty hard to find, uh, you know, that good kind of mare to go show and then hopefully put into a breeding program. What, uh, have you had to adjust your liking for mares? I mean, were, I mean obviously you had sugar and she was great, but were you anti-mare at any point in your career? And- no. No, I wasn't, because before Sugar, I had um, a sorrel mare I called Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I've kind of been around mares my my whole kind of career, I guess. And honestly, in the beginning, uh, I could afford the mares, you know, yeah. because nobody nobody wanted them, so they were cheaper. So I I always kind of had some mares around, and it to me, it really there's some people that are against it or whatever, and. Uh, I always say to before, whenever I had a mare to sell, if the people would just come try it, they would probably buy it. Mm-hmm. But there's just a bad, uh, there was a bad rap for a mare or whatever. They're hard to deal with this and that, but you kind of learn, learn ways to, uh, to get along with, with it, I guess. Yeah. What do you think your customers, what's been the learning curve with customers to, um, you know, because our industry didn't have just a ton of owners, rider you know owners out there that were that were coming in from the outside what have you 
Yeah. Well, tell me about your customer's experience has been like. Yeah, my, and mine's been great so far, mm-hmm. you know, but I try to be very clear up front as far as what our goals are. Mm-hmm. And if, if their goals don't really line up with mine, uh, you know, I just tell them that maybe they should consider somebody different or, you know, um, and just be real up front because it does cost a lot of money to kind of do this deal. And I don't want to waste nobody's money. And usually if I'm wasting somebody's money, then I'm probably wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's been really good for me, but again, I try, try to be honest and, and, uh, keep our goals in mind and it's, it's gone pretty good so far. Yeah. The, as far as the studs go, I just pulled up the list of, uh, heel horses or the, the final payout of Fort Worth, the American Rope Horse Patriot Association's World Championships. And it's like stud, 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 stud. Uh, the top four, I think, were studs. And then five was a stud. Or five was a gelding and then six was a stud. Is DF bet he's a legend? Is that a stud or is that a gelding? No, he's a gelding. He's a gelding. But then, yeah, yeah. It, it's stacked pretty much with studs. What do you think... Are, people are obviously investing in the stallion game and getting excited about it. Gonna, how is that going to change the industry or change the rope horse side and then the breeding side? You know, I, th- I, I could be completely wrong on this, but man, t- talk about some really good studs. I think this is a time. I don't think it's going to be like this all the time. You know, what yeah. I, mean? I don't think you're going to see what six of the top eight be a stud every year. I think like right now in a time of, you hear old stories. Uh, I always thought it was cool talking to Jay Waddles or Brad Lund, and they talk about these old studs that I've never seen before. And I think that's what we're in now. We're in a period where mm-hmm. in 20 years they're going to be talking about hopefully Bigs and Seven well, Cage Horse. What's that horse's name? They seven call S- Star Glow seven or something Star like Glow, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blind side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's pretty neat to, to see that. And then as far as the breeding golly it's just so big right now if you're wanting to if you have a good mare and want to breed it to a good stud i mean i know who i would pick but you got a pretty <laughs> good option you got a pretty good option or list yeah, to choose from you know? a little bit of everything do you have yeah. a cross like a, like a favorite i mean obviously cd lights and dt sugar checks whiz is a pretty good cross but yeah. is there is there another cross or another stud like more of a senior stallion or a cow horse stallion that you're really excited about right now or any mares that you're kind of strategically crossing? Um, well, obviously sugar, you know, mm-hmm. we've got, uh, we've got an epic leader two year old this year that I'm really excited about. Um, he just went to Ty Benson to get started because right, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know, a fad or whatever the run and cow horse cross, um, and I think Sugar is the perfect mare to, to do that yeah. on. And I know Trevor's had a lot of success with them at the shows, but I think uh, I think it sounds like a good idea right now to a lot of people. <clears throat> but I think the, I think we're going to have to be really careful what mares we choose to breed to those uh, running bred studs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you sound but cautious. I am, I am really excited about that horse. Yeah. Because and you're then, a too, just because of my bucks in the CD Diamonds, yeah. I, there's been a lot of them that are good horses. You know, Rent's done good on a bunch of them, and I think Cold Dance had a few. There's, there's those horses look good to me too. And there's a full sister to that one. Is it two or three or four? It's that's coming it's up. Four. Four. Yeah. It's yeah. Four. Coming yeah. Four. Yeah. In in the sale next month, so it'll be interesting to yeah. see how those yeah. do. 
Where have you been finding horses for your customers? Where has been like the, yeah, how have you been, what's horse shopping been like for you? Uh, it's been really easy uh, lately because fortunately, again, DF and their breeding program, you know, I think, I don't know, we're eight or nine years into it and we have six, eight, ten colts a year and, and I've been able to sell horses that we've raised to customers and then keep riding them uh mm-hmm. so that's been that's been pretty easy and then you know shane boston he uh he knows so many people and talks to so many people he always comes across some good ones so uh really i can't really say that i've been shopping they just kind of have been coming to me uh, well, that's good here in the last couple of years and then like i say the df uh breeding deal i've got nearly all of the horses that i've sold for them back in training again so um and they're good horses, so I think we're kind of finally getting something right there. Have you, now, I know you guys just sold one embryo um, out of mm-hmm. sugar um, by Woody B. Tough, right? That was the... Uh, was Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughn. Stevie Ray Vaughn. It was yeah. Woody, was the, Woody was the Haley embryo. Gotcha. Yeah. So tell yeah. me, what do you think, what are your customers doing as far as embryo shopping? Have you, is that, was that the first one you've sold? Yeah, that's that's the first one we've sold. Um, you know that I don't I don't know I don't have a lot of experience in that. I don't think that's mm-hmm. uh, a huge thing for the ropers yet. You know, because it, it's such a it is a risk. And and I think um, highlighting these mares like we're starting to do now that's relatively new. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to take take a hold pretty good. But it's going to take a little bit of time for the ropers to grasp that concept does that make sense yeah absolutely i think it's it's not we are not nearly as far along as in everything as the other disciplines as far as that goes today's episode is brought to you by spalding fly predators too many flies last year fly predators can fix that Effective and easy to use, fly predators kill flies before they hatch, which dramatically minimizes your fly problem while you're saving you time. Don't struggle with flies another season. Learn more about fly predators and other Spalding Labs fly control solutions at Spalding, S-P-A-L-D-I-N-G dash labs, L-A-B-S dot com. That's Spalding dash labs dot com. Are we going to see any of your fraternity horses rodeoing this year? I mean, you are, you and Koi are entered for the winter rodeos, so. Yeah. No, I probably won't. I I do have a couple that I think are good enough. Um, But whether it's it's my style or whatever, I can't transition very good back and forth. Uh, I don't know. I got to really talk myself down at the fraternities because I want to be really aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I start rodeoing on those horses, they get just a little ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to just keep them real, real slow and real patient. Um, it seems like them judges, if the horse ever, especially like if they ever, you know, move around in the box or, or kind of want to leak in in the turn a little bit, they'll dock you pretty good. So I try to keep them, I guess I'd say a touch green. They're not green, but they're not quite all the way rodeo ready yet. Yeah. Um, and I try to time it out. You know, I want to, by the end of their six-year-old year, I want to peak to be ready. Mm-hmm. But my four- and five-year-olds 
and even the six year olds at this point of the year, I'm not really trying to do that much on them. Mm-hmm. Is there anything as far as some people have said that it's going to be very hard for the fraternity head horses to transition into the rodeo space or the open jackpot space? Um, it seems like you know Trevor's had some luck selling. Like Clint Clint is getting ready to rodeo on Kobe. Um, yeah. The Cody Snow rodeoed on one that did well. You know, rodeoed on one last year. Did okay. Like, there's some head horses. It seems like the heel horses are going to have a little bit better luck or at least an earlier transition. I don't know. Have you – I feel like – I don't know if it's just haters that say none of those rodeo – or none of the fraternity horses are going to end up in the rodeo arena, but there's a lot of them too. So, I don't know. What's your take? I think people take uh, rodeo head horses for granted a little bit as far as <clears> – <throat> I don't think a horse that is big and strong and can run enough and, and have all the stuff that a, a sure enough rodeo head horse needs to have, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard to make them back in the box and just be perfect every time and go and, and rate the cow perfectly and do everything perfectly because, I mean, that's a race car, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I, I think, I try to, careful how i say this they're they're really good the really good fraternity horses uh and you can tell the difference i think they will go on mm-hmm. but to, to ask a horse to back in the box and not move ever mm-hmm. leave and, and do everything they may not have enough to them to be a rodeo horse so i guess if that makes any sense at all yeah you know what I mean? mm-hmm. because at the rodeos i mean yeah whenever the gates open i wouldn't mind to never move and just leave there like his tail's on fire but that's nearly impossible to get. Now, when the gate's open, he might shake his head a little bit, go run him down. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work at the fraternity. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I, I kind of feel like that's where where the, the mix-up might be. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But, I mean, there's there's five or six that I can think of right now that I guarantee you will go on to be rodeo horses. So uh, it's just really hard. Head horses are hard to come by, and it's hard to uh, to get one to do what what those guys are doing rodeo on them. Yeah. And how have you been balancing like your rodeo healing with your horse show heading with every, like how hooked are you on the heading on the horse show side of things? How, how into it are you? Uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would much rather ride head horses at home, slow working and doing all that stuff than a heel horse. Um, I mean, at heart, I am a header. I want to be a header. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It might be a little bit late for me on that deal, but uh, I I enjoy good horses and fast horses, and and I can sit in the box and tinker with one without running a steer for thirty minutes. That doesn't bother me at all. But then, as a rodeo healer, I do not want to go get on a colt and rope trotters. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think just for me personally, I, the, the head is more fun, and then. Uh, I don't know. I just like red head horses. <laughs> have you been, I mean, it's not like you have to reach as far as, right. you know, as at the rodeos or anything like that, but have you been working on your heading, not just the horsemanship side of it, like on your roping? Do you feel like that just kind of takes care of itself when you're riding a good horse or what, what kind of effort are you putting into your loops? Um, you know, the only thing I, I don't really work on it that much, to be honest with you. Uh, 
and that's it's a it's a fault of mine as far as whenever I do try to turn it up a little bit and reach or something I leave there my angle is always set the same and I just ride until my angle fits the steer you know what I mean so it's pretty much the same thing all the time mm-hmm. um and uh I, you know I just no I don't work at it <laughs> at all I want to <laughs> but I don't really have any practice horses that I want to be reaching on or going fast on so yeah. I pretty much I always talk about it, like I'm going to start working on my head in a little bit, then I'll reach about twice my horse will step, and I'll be like, that's not, I can't have that happen, so <laughs> here we go, run it back in there. So um, That's funny that you say that. Where are, life after the Futurity game for most of the horses that you've had success on so far, what does it look like? Have these horses ended up at... Uh, you know, in lower number of guys' hands, going to the World Series ropings? Have you sold anything to, like, junior rodeo kids? What is life after the major- – life after futurities look like for you? A little position? bit of everything. Mm-hmm. A majority of us lower number guys, you know, uh, for whatever reason. I've got to be friends with a lot of um, businessmen-type people that just rope on the weekends. And I would like to think that by the time I get done with them, they're suited to where they can go rope twice a week and mm-hmm. <laughs> go rope twice a week. And then, uh, on the weekends they go rope. And, uh, that's kind of been where majority of them have went. What do you, but like, I guess, what do you think your customers or what do you expect out of those horses as far as how often they have to come back to you? Um, like after I sell them? Yeah. Like, do you, do you take them back into tune? Do you? No, not too much. You know, I usually, if they buy a horse, uh, you know, tell them they're obviously welcome to come, come rope or, or do, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if they're having a little trouble or something, we can kind of sort it out. But luckily so far, everything's kind of matched up pretty good. And I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people like this, not just me, but like whenever somebody's asking about a horse, I definitely do not try to sell the horse. You know, they come and if it, if it fits great. And if it ain't fitting, I'm going to tell them, Hey, this is not a good fit. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to sell anybody a horse. That's not going to work for them. They may not know it, but I know it, you know, yeah, I can see that. And it's just, it, I mean, I might make a little bit of money on it, but that money's going to be gone. And, they're going to be mad about having a horse that don't fit. That's going to cost me money later. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like all the horses that I have sold, they've, they've went to the right place. Yeah, that's good. Very good. Well, what are your goals as far as rodeo goes this year? What are you thinking? Just going to see how it goes again? Yeah, I mean, just win every time, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it kind of works pretty good, <clears throat> the maturity schedule. There's a couple that kind of get in the way, but uh, through the 1st of June, middle of June, I don't really go to that much. What I do go to is my circuit rodeos, which all the horse shows are right there anyways. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, just really got to skip one or two. And about that time, I try to, like all these three-year-olds I got now, I'm making a point to ride the heck out of them for the next two or three months to where when it gets hot in the summer, they can just be turned out and uh, maybe go rodeo a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what's going to be in the trailer for the rodeos? Your sorrel and what else? The yellow I call Radar. Okay. I've kind of had him around at a lot of places. He's nine this year. It's only taken me six years to get him finished, but <laughs> maybe we're there. <laughs> what was the struggle or what was the – He's not... he's wild, man. He 
He's just wild. That's the only reason why I still got him because I can't sell him to nobody. I did sell him one time, and I'll tell you, uh, he clean his back feet out. He do whatever. They took him to the vet. He tried to kick the vet every time he flexed his hind end. So <laughs> I think that was his way of saying he don't want to go nowhere. But he's liable to run off when you bridle him and be scared of stuff. But he is a really good horse. I feel like you've had a collection of those over the years of of ones that just they stuck around because you couldn't sell them and then <laughs> forced and it's it always them. meant to be right yes. that's how it always works out when I had grids I hated that sucker <laughs> I uh honestly looking back I should have took way better care of him because that was a dang good horse I think that was the only time you were ever on our cover too was on that horse which <laughs> yeah. just makes me feel really bad Bill Jack. yeah it's funny <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry about that no, it's good. We'll we'll do better this year. We'll do better. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Ah, well, anything else? How many babies? How many uh, notorious Big Colts are you gonna have this year? Or I don't know about you, but any idea on the count? Are we gonna get? I, I don't really know. I think uh, I think Shane and Jesse have six or eight mm-hmm. um, that they're getting started, and then um, we'll just kind of see how the two-year-old deal how they kind of get started we'll see there's going to be a bunch of them out there so i yeah. should like to ride them yeah and some of them are, are there going to be some that could go the cow horse direction or that you know with with some of the mares that they bred to that ain't sure a possibility mm-hmm. um i think that just depends on what the what customers have them you know if they yeah. want to go that route or how they want to go about it does ivy have any crossed on any barrel mares um trick question How's your barrel horse breeding program going? I don't, this breeding deal, there's no way I can keep track of it. <laughs> I don't know what all there's red to. I don't know. No, that's all good. I tell, I, tell them, I tell them to let me know whenever Tyson gets done with them. Yeah. Before that, let's talk in about November, and I'll pick some studs out for some mares, and then other than that, I don't want to hear about it for a couple of years. <laughs> well, very good. Well, I will let you get back to getting ready for Fort Worth tonight. I appreciate it. Yep, thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. We will be back next week with another episode of the Horse Market Report on the score. Thanks for listening and appreciate your time, Billy Jack. We'll talk to everybody soon.